Section nine of an inland voyage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. An inland voyage by Robert Louis Stevenson. Section nine. At Laundressy. At Laundressy, the rain still fell and the wind still blew but we found a double-bedded room with plenty of furniture real water jugs with real water in them and dinner a real dinner not innocent of real wine after having been a peddler for one night and a butt for the elements during the whole of the next day these comfortable circumstances fell on my heart like sunshine there was an english fruiterer at dinner travelling with a belgian fruiterer in the evening at the cafe we watched our compatriot drop a good deal of money at corks and i don't know why but this pleased us it turned out we were to see more of laundresses than we expected for the weather next day was simply bedlamite it is not the place one would have chosen for a day's rest for it consists almost entirely of fortifications within the ramparts a few blocks of houses a long row of barracks and a church figure with what countenance they may as the town there seems to be no trade and a shopkeeper from whom i bought a sixpenny flint and steel was so much affected that he filled my pockets with spare flints into the bargain the only public buildings that had any interest for us were the hotel and the cafe but we visited the church there lies marshal clark but as neither of us had ever heard of that military hero we bore the associations of the spot with fortitude in all garrison towns guard calls and revelles and such like make a fine romantic interlude in civic business bugles and drums and fifes are of themselves most excellent things in nature but when they carry the mind to marching armies and the picturesque vicissitudes of war they stir up something proud in the heart but in a shadow of a town like laundresses with little else moving these points of war made a proportionate commotion indeed they were the only things to remember it was just the place to hear the round going by at night in the darkness with the solid tramp of men marching and the startling reverberations of the drum it reminded you that even this place was a point in the great warfaring system of europe and might on some future day be ringed about with cannon smoke and thunder and make itself a name among strong towns the drum at any rate from its martial voice and notable physiological effect nay even from its cumbrous and comical shape stands alone among the instruments of noise and if it be true as i have heard it said that drums are covered with asses skin what a picturesque irony is there in that as if this long-suffering animal's hide had not been sufficiently belaboured during life now by leonesque costermongers now by presumptuous hebrew prophets it must be stripped from his poor hinder quarters after death stretched upon a drum and beaten night after night round the streets of every garrison town in europe and up the heights of alma and spikeren and wherever death has his red flag a-flying and sounds his own potent tuck upon the cannons there also must the drummer boy hurrying with white face over fallen comrades 
batter and bemaul this slip of skin from the loins of peaceable donkeys generally a man is never more uselessly employed than when he is at this trick of bastinadoing as his hide we know what effect it has in life and how your dull ass will not mend his pace with beating but in this state of mummy and melancholy survival of itself when the hollow skin reverberates to the drummer's wrist and each dub-a-dub goes directly to a man's heart and puts madness there and that disposition of the pulses which we in our big way of talking nickname heroism is there not something in the nature of a revenge upon the donkey's persecutors of old he might say you drubbed me up hill and down dale and i must endure but now that i am dead those dull thwacks that were scarcely audible in country lanes have become stirring music in front of the brigade and for every blow that you lay on my old great coat you will see a comrade stumble and fall not long after the drums had passed the cafe the cigarette and the arethusa began to grow sleepy and set out for the hotel which was only a door or two away but although we had been somewhat indifferent to laundresses laundresses had not been indifferent to us all day we learned people had been running out between the squalls to visit our two boats hundreds of persons so said report although it fitted ill with our idea of the town hundreds of persons had inspected them where they lay in a coal shed we were becoming lions in laundresie who had been only peddlers the night before in pont and now when we left the cafe we were pursued and overtaken at the hotel door by no letter person than the juge de paix a functionary as far as i can make out of the character of a scots sheriff substitute he gave us his card and invited us to sup with him on the spot very neatly very gracefully as frenchmen can do these things it was for the credit of laundressy said he and although we knew very well how little credit we could do the place we must have been churlish fellows to refuse an invitation so politely introduced the house of the judge was close by it was a well-appointed bachelor's establishment with a curious collection of old brass warming pans upon the walls some of these were most elaborately carved it seemed a picturesque idea for a collector you could not help thinking how many nightcaps had wagged over these warming pans in past generations what jests may have been made and kisses taken while they were in service and how they often had been uselessly paraded in the bed of death if they could only speak at what absurd indecorous and tragical scenes had they not been present the wine was excellent when we made the judge our compliments upon a bottle i do not give it you as my worst said he i wonder when englishmen will learn these hospitable graces they are worth learning they set off life and make ordinary moments ornamental there were two other laundressiennes present one was the collector of something or other i forget what the other we were told was the principal notary of the place so it happened that we all five more or less followed the law at this rate the talk was pretty certain to become technical the cigarette expounded the poor laws very magisterially and a little later i found myself laying down the scots law of illegitimacy of which i am glad to say i know nothing the collector and the notary who were both married men accused a judge who was a bachelor of having started the subject he deprecated the charge 
with a conscious pleased air just like all the men i have ever seen be they french or english how strange that we should all in our unguarded moments rather like to be thought a bit of a rogue with the women as the evening went on the wine grew more to my taste the spirits proved better than the wine the company was genial this was the highest watermark of popular favor on the whole cruise after all being in a judge's house was there not something semi-official in the tribute and so remembering what a great country france is we did full justice to our entertainment Londresy had been a long while asleep before we returned to the hotel and the sentries on the ramparts were already looking for daybreak. End of section 9